Hello, my name is Mandy, and this episode of Ignites Yoga podcast is on a mindful approach for children to transition back to in-person learning. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, My name is Mandy. I am a toddler mom, a yoga instructor, and an educator. My specialization is in early childhood, and I have taught preschool, kindergarten, and first grade. Today, I'm going to give you some tips on how to help your child transition to in-person learning, and I'm going to give you some practical tips and as well as some mindfulness exercises. So right now, many schools are beginning to open back up again and begin in-person learning. This is really exciting for families and especially the children who miss their friends and miss their teachers. School also provides that sense of normalcy and routine that um, really little kids just, they need it. It's so important to their development. But however, there are also a lot of feelings of uncertainty and anxiety at this time as well. So before we get into some mindfulness exercises, I want to share with you some tips that are just going to give you a little bit of a peace of mind, especially if you have a younger child. These tips apply mostly to kids who are, you know, kinder, first, second grade age, but they all uh, might be appropriate for some older students as well, just depends on your, your child. So the first thing I would like to mention is to teach your kids some basic self-help school uh, help skills. So this includes things like buttoning, zipping, shoe tying. So you might think that your child already knows how to do these things, but just make sure to have them practice a few times while you observe them, just to be sure. Um, especially like kinders buttoning their pants when they use the restroom. Um, tying their shoes, things like this. Um, I mean, if you have a kindergarten student, they probably can't tie their shoes, but just having them practice because you don't really want someone to be over there helping them, right? You want them to be able to do it by themselves to maintain distance. So if it's okay, if your kid can't do these things yet, just practice them at home daily. Um, Zippers on jackets are very hard for younger children. So whatever you're gonna send them to school with, I would suggest practicing a few times, putting it on, taking it off. Can they zip it by themselves? Can they button it by themselves? Uh, I I firmly believe that all little children should wear Crocs. (laughs) Crocs are Vans because they don't have any shoelaces on them. Um, They also sell shoelaces that are like now they're not self-tying but if you go on if you just go on Amazon you can see put like shoelace alternatives and they have kind that um, you you don't really need to tie and that's going to be better for the little kids I cannot tell you how many times as an educator I tied a shoe that was wet I don't know why it was wet the sunny hot day why is your shoelace wet I've seen children uh, chew on shoelaces um they just sit on the carpet and chew on them. Uh, you know, you don't know what's on the floor of the bathroom. So you probably don't want your kids touching those germy shoelaces. So just the suggestion that you look into some shoes, uh, maybe with no laces or lace alternatives if your child cannot touch their, um, tie their own shoes yet, just a suggestion. Another self-help skill that all kids should know is to how to open their own lunch, especially if you send them with lunch. 
Capri Sun, Lunchables, Bento Boxes, they're all really fun. Kids love them. But in my experience, very few children know how to open these items by themselves. So this means they're going to be asking the lunch aid. The lunch aid is going to be opening everybody's things. Not only does this take time out of your child's time to eat, then you're going to have somebody else, you know, touching your kids, you know, their personal belongings. So if you're going to send a cute little bento box or you're going to send a Lunchable practice opening those things at home because that's going to make a difference to them at school. A lot of kids can say, oh, I can open it. I can open it. And you, you guessed it. They open it with their mouth, right? They rip open the chips with their mouth, with their teeth. And that's something we're really trying to avoid right now. So teaching them at home how to open things and be independent at lunchtime and at snack time is going to be very helpful and give you a little bit peace of mind that nobody is in their space touching their items. Another practical uh, tip to limit the spread of germs is to label everything that you send to school with your child. If you're, especially if your child is little and they cannot recognize their name, try adding shapes or stickers. Still write their name on it, but put like a Mickey sticker, put that minion sticker next to it and they'll know that's theirs, okay? Label everything that you send even things like sweaters and jackets. I cannot tell you how many times I have held up a jacket and said, whose jacket is this? And everyone's like, not mine. I'm like, well, it was in our class. So it's somebody's. And, and then later, you know, or they take the wrong one home and the parent comes with a note like, oh, this is not my kid's jacket. So just try to label everything. Make sure you tell them not to share anything that's theirs because of germs. Um, if you don't wanna write your name, uh, your child's name on something permanently, then I would suggest writing it on a piece of masking tape and then sticking that on the item. So if you had an expensive jacket and maybe you're hoping you can take it back to the resale store and you can't cut out the tags or write on the tags, just write on a piece of masking tape and stick it on there and tell the child do not, not to take it off, okay? And the last little um, practical uh, advice I wanna give you is please, please, please do not send those disposable water bottles with your child, like from Fry's or Walmart. I know that they're cheap and I know that they're easy, but they're also super easy to mix up, especially with little kids. If they, you know, even if you write their name on it, some kids can't recognize their name and they're drinking somebody else's water bottle on accident. It rolls away. They just think it's theirs. They're going to drink it. Um, it's not good. So if you don't want to buy an expensive water bottle that might get lost, they have really cheap ones at Ross and at Dollar Tree. So that way, if it gets lost, it's not a big deal. But I know we live in Arizona, it's super hot. A lot of times, um, I know in my class, I ask for students to bring their own water bottle. And uh, it's just such a, a mix up with all of those. You know, everyone has a Fry's water bottle. Everyone has the great value water bottle and soon they're all mixed up. So just a suggestion. And of course, uh, uh, before we get into the mindfulness, I need to mention um, mask wearing. That's probably going to be you know, mandatory at your child's school. So it might be a good idea to practice this at home, practice wearing the mask for a long time. One popular suggestion that I've seen is to have your child wear your mask whenever they have screen time. So whether it is they're watching TV or they're playing on their desk, just wearing the mask for the duration of that activity so they can get used to having it on. Just a suggestion because um, a couple of my friends who are teachers currently went back to school in person and they said that definitely the mask wearing is very hard, especially for the little kids. So if that's something you can practice at home, that would be great.
So those were my practical tips for helping your little ones be independent, stay away from germs. Um, so now we're going to focus on a few mindfulness exercises that you can use with your child to have them help help them have a smooth transition to the in-person learning. So if you haven't already, definitely begin enforcing bedtime and early morning routines. So one of my best friends shared with me that she noticed right away that students are really tired coming back to school. They have been off their sleep schedule for so long at this point. It's very hard for them when they're coming back to school, they're getting up so early. I know the school I taught at, um, kids started coming in at 745. That's pretty early for little kids. So um, really just developing those bedtime routines and those early morning routines is gonna save you a headache. Uh, before bed is a perfect time to develop a meditation routine. You can listen to a guided meditation together or listen to calming music for a few minutes before turning the lights out. Practicing a calming breathing exercise is also a good option before bed. So um, one of the things that I think that kids can really do and is very good for their visualization is box breath. Box breath is a calming breath that you can do with your child before bed. And um, we'll do it a couple of times together right here so you can get it in your head. So for box breath, I just want you to imagine your breath floating over the sides of a box as we perform this exercise. So wherever you are, we'll sit straight and tall. And here we go. We'll inhale for the count of four, two, three, four. Hold your breath for four. Exhale your breath for four. Hold your breath again for four. Let's do it again. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three. Four. Last time, inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Sorry, I messed up. Everyone messes up sometimes. It's inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. So inhale four, hold, exhale. Hold. So you see how it's a little box and that's great to do before bedtime. Very calming. And then once you learn it really well with your child, you, they can bring it with them anywhere, right? Not just before bed. Another fun mindfulness thing you can do with your child is to have a daily mantra. So this can be part of your morning routine. Maybe you have a whiteboard where you write your mantra and it can be very simple. I am safe. I am kind, I am considerate. You can post this uh, on a little whiteboard. If you're feeling creative, you can decorate a rock with your saying, and maybe that will be their mantra for the week or for the month. Just if you have something like a rock for them to bring to school, just remind them to keep it in their pocket and that it's their special grounding rock, not, not, not for playing with. So we have covered box breath as well as a daily mantra. Another thing you can do is focus ball. 
So focus ball, you bring your palms together. Your fingers are spread wide, your tips of your fingers touching. And on an inhale, you'll pull your palms away from each other while your fingers are still touching. So you make a little ball with your hands. And then exhale, you flatten the ball gently and slowly taking all the air out of the ball, pressing the palms back together. So again, we'll inhale, bringing the tips only together, forming a little ball with your hands and exhale, pushing the tips together, bringing the palms back together. Inhale, making the little ball with your hands. Exhale, letting all the air out. So you can tell them to practice this a few times. Focusing on the hands is really grounding for children. So like finger play, puppet play, like stuff like that is very grounding for children. So focusing on this ball as you inhale and exhale is gonna help them ease their anxiety, help them feel more present in the moment. So that was focus ball. Another exercise that's really fun that kids really like, I've heard it called uh, hot hands. I've also heard it call, um, being called bright eyes. So what you do is that children can um, do this anytime, but especially when you're reading or working on computers, it kind of helps you reset your eyes. So you bring your hands together and you rub them really vigorously. So rub your hands kind of like you're starting a fire. You rub your hands together really vigorously. I'm doing it right now. I don't know if you can hear it. But you rub your hands really, really fast until your hands, they start feeling pretty warm, right? And probably do this for about 30 seconds. And then you place your cupped hands over your eyes closed eyes, feeling the heat and warmth coming into your eyes. Keeping your eyes closed, you rotate your eyes around. So maybe they bring their, they pretend to look around with their eyes. They move their eyes right and left under their hands. Keep your hands covering your face. Then uncover your eyes, look up, look down. Look left and right, stretching all the muscles in the eyes. So kids really like to do that. Um, they think it's super fun to like rub their hands together so vigorously. Um, so you'll they'll really like that. So that is bright eyes or hot hands is another name for it. Another thing that can help children a lot uh, as far as focusing and staying present is little doodles. Particularly drawing the infinity sign, it's called circuit drawing. And this drawing the simple shape. So if you're not familiar, the infinity sign is the figure eight turned on its side. So first this exercise increases hand-eye coordination and it also creates a meditative rhythm that helps soothe and calm the brain. So they can try it with their dominant hand and their non-dominant hand. It's a little trickier if you use your non-dominant hand, right? And this exercise can be used to calm the mind, help focus, and just bring in that meditative state. So it also fires off little um, neurons in the brain 
that like spark your creativity. So this is a great thing. It sparks your memory. It's a great thing to do like before a test. So if you have a student who's nervous before a test or something like that, they can just in the upper right hand corner or you know on the back of the paper, just draw that little infinity sign over and over again. So you're drawing it, um, you trace it over and over and over again and then switch hands, trace it over and over and over again. They're really gonna have to focus as they make those smooth curves in the infinity sign drawing. So just a recap before we go, label everything that your child's gonna take to school, practice wearing a mask and our mindful moments we can share with our children would be box breath, a daily mantra, focus ball, bright eyes or hot hands, and mindful do doodling of the infinity sign. So please give these a try. Let us know in the Ignite Yoga Facebook group if you tried any of these with your child how they liked them, didn't like them, how it worked out. And just good luck. My name is Mandy. If you have any questions, you can find me in the Ignite Yoga Facebook group. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. I hope to see your little one in our Ignite after school yoga program. Have a great day. Namaste.